Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. We got a Monday morning pod. Big weekend of FPL just passed. How you doing? Not great. No? No. How about you? Darkness is settling, taking over? Yeah, I think this is definitely the darkest moment of my season so far. Oh, Game week no. 11 just come to pass, and, you know, it's just the feels. The feels are here. Yeah. I feel okay, but I also feel like a little bit scared. There's like so many big calls that I feel like we have to make. Like this is going to be a, yeah. a 10 hour pod. Yeah. Minimum 10 hours. Just an all nighter. I mean, the thought of getting a 21 pointer off a defender and still like plummeting is not good. So weird, right? Yeah. So how'd, how'd you do this week? So I also got a 21 pointer in Lundy and a 14 pointer in Soyonchu. And I still only like barely went up on a small green. I'm up to 458k overall, so still pretty bad. Um, I brought in Gaz and Vardy for Gun and Ob, so I didn't gain or lose any points there because Ob's got eight, um, which is fine. I still have like a lot of money in the bank. Uh, Cho and Pookie remain complete disaster nightmares. I can't believe we both kept Sterling. I mean, I know that everything was pointing to Sterling, like not being rested and blah, blah, blah. But like, I was thinking about it this morning. Weeks ago, we both kind of just agreed that Sterling is Hazard and we should never capped him, just hold him and get all of his points. And then here we are, several, several captaincies on the season, and they've all mostly been bad. Um, yeah, the Mo, Mo ankle injury seems like a big problem, too. Tammy's really good. I got my small green, but I, I still feel like I have a ton of fires to put out. I only have one free. I have a lot of money in the bank, but I really am like stressing about how to get to... Well, I don't even know where I want to get to, but I need to figure out how to get there regardless. Yeah. So, it's yeah, it's trying times. I feel like a lot of the... The reason one of the reasons this pod's going to be so long is we get, we got so many questions because everyone's sort of like you know freaking out about their big hitters or freaking out about their injuries or freaking out about their you know 10th and 11th players who are both disasters and it's just like everyone's like feels very unsettled to me. Yeah, get in line. Get in fucking line. So what about what about you? How you doing? Um, I finished up on 61, another red, um, down to 170K. You know, I mean, like two weeks ago, I was at 80K and I was thinking, like, all right, my team looks like really good. I had two free transfers going into that next game week. 
And, you know, bringing in Cho was just everything. Like that caused me so many, so many places down because he prevented me from getting two Rico clean sheets yeah. on back to back weeks. Oh my you God. Know, he, that was such Rico, a springboard was, for disaster. Yeah, it was just it, it was just incredible how many points I left on the table there, and I would, I mean, I wouldn't be flying if I didn't do that. Like if I did something else, but I would be, you know, in the eighty k region still, which would be so much better than where I am today. But yeah, I mean, I had fucking, I have like fifty percent of my budget in midfield in my midfield five, and I got two, two, one, one, one. From my midfielders. Yeah, week. I mean, I got two, 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 one. It's the same fucking yeah, shit. Yeah. It's it's just astonishing. So that that feels really bad. And yeah, I mean, I'm still I'm I'm in the same boat as you with with, with Cho and Pookie. I have two freeze, so I have a little more flexibility than you do. But yeah, I mean, I I, I mean, we're gonna come on to Raz soon and and Mo and stuff like that, but. Yeah, it does feel like a seminal moment and a seminal game week yeah. of the season to kind of shit or get off the pot sort of a thing, right? I mean, it's right. like, what are we going to do with this situation? Are we going to keep, are we going to hold Raz and just, just trust the process or are we going to go rogue and just go insane with that? So, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yep. I feel the same way. I don't know. It it is it is a tough week. Uh, let me housekeeping. Shout out to the FML Field Prize League slash Mug League leader for November so far. We got JJ Owen, aka Linus and his blanket, ninety three points, absolutely flying. Captain Tammy, why wouldn't you, Captain Tammy? He has the holy trinity of Soy, Lund, and Trent at the back, flying. Um, and shout out to the leader of the public league. It's still returning the snag, same dude as last time. Bear hug and crusty meat pie right behind him. So a little bit of a little bit of a title race in the public league. You love to see it. All right, dude. Where should we begin? There's there's everything to talk about. So. I want to start with Raz and also okay. Mo, kind of as like a sideways, kind of laterally type thing. Yeah. So we got <sighs> do do it on slide. What do we do with Raz? And he talks about maybe doing Raz to Mo or Mane and doubling up on the Liverpool forwards. We got Vince on Slack. I can't keep carrying these three city attackers, giving me sleepless nights. I can only fall asleep by wanking. Anyway, I got to ditch one Raz Cooner KDB. I'm thinking Raz. And then, you know, a bunch of people wrote in, like, should we just be avoiding city assets outside of Kevin at this point? The defenders are all rotated. David and Raz underperforming. Aguero and Jesus are being rotated. You know, Ozzy, Wolfie, everyone writing in about that kind of stuff. Yeah. So why don't we start with city and focus on that? I think it's an interesting point and concept that. FPL community is just by and large viewing like Kevin as an untouchable asset when he's looked and has been performing very differently in the last like three to five games than he has in the previous. And, you know, maybe it's because like Raz has been like more expensive and just as bad. But I mean, what, what do you see from, from City? And, and the and other, that th- is a weird bias, right? Like, cause, Raz had an eleven pointer last week, and then five, yeah. two, seven going back. I mean, sorry, two weeks ago and going backwards, where Kev is just on two, six, three, zero. In his yeah. last four. And I, 
And I think it also, you know, with, with City, right? Like we were always looking at these last two fixtures when they had Home Villa, Home Southampton. It was like, okay, bankers, like whatever. But now we're looking at their fixtures upcoming. They're at Liverpool, Home Chelsea, at Newcastle, absolute going to be an absolute bus. At, at Burnley, probably similar. Home United, Darbs, and then at Arsenal, which is like, you know, you, you don't know what you're going to get there. And Home Leicester at Wolves. Yeah, and those but, are, yeah, neither of those are those, good fixtures. So the, the that was Wolfie's question. He said, "Do City's fixtures matter? Do they matter?" Is a big question. I mean, what yeah. what do you see there with like Kevin Raz? Just like generally assets, like what do, what do you think? I think probably no. I mean, I think the ceiling is obviously lower in some of these. You know, they're not going to be putting up like five or six against majority of these. I mean, they could against Newcastle and Burnley. It wouldn't be surprising, but probably not. But I still am kind of, I guess, it, it, contextually, I have so many bigger problems than Raz or Kev. So for my specific situation, I'm just like not worried Hold on to them. Like I said, I'm two weeks ago, Raz got an 11 pointer. Like everyone has forgotten this. The week before that, he got five. Like it's fine. We take five. I don't consider either of them big problems. And there's also a lack of other places where I would even want to go. So I'm kind of in the camp that's like, no, their fixtures don't really matter that much. I'm not going to be captaining Raz or Kev because that's stupid. But you know, I, I still just think they're gonna just produce points. I, I guess I'm like I'm seeing it a lot differently. I I think there's definitely the point of, you know, where are the problems on your team, right? Like Raz is not like an issue because he's nailed and it's city and blah blah blah, but if you're spending twelve million on you know, everyone has at least like Mane and, and, and Mo and like other things. Yeah. But when you're looking at him for the next six and you're he's so far away from the captaincy shout no for any of those of games. Yep. Yeah, no chance. So what are you you know, what are you getting from having him? And and then also is, you know, you have other fires apart out like you mentioned, and we all do. But what do you also get from releasing the money and going to like you know, Matto or something, and and letting five mil in the bank and spreading it around. You know, yeah. And we always do say that like the only way to farm value out of the the huge premiums is really through captaincy. That's how they earn their their fee or whatever. But this kind of segues nicely into Mo, who I consider a much bigger problem than Sterling or Kevin, and we both have yeah. Mo. Yeah, and I I think it's the complete inverse. Like I think Mo is so much less of a problem. I think that he's not going to play midweek. He's going to have the rest against City and then whatever. But then the two weeks off for international break between game week twelve and thirteen is so huge to yeah, me. Thinking yeah. about Mo's like output that is and true. game week that is true. game week thirteen on. I mean they're at Palace, home Brighton, home Everton, at Bournemouth, home Watford. Like. Three like home Brighton, home Everton, home Watford. I'm captaining a, a Liverpool player in those games. Like at Brighton and at Palace, also are, are very captainable games. So I think that Mo is so much less of a problem than Raz. I did not factor in the international break. That's a really good point. I mean, at the same time, it's it's very worrying that he already had a break and came back and didn't play against. You know, didn't play, and there was no nothing in the presser about it. And he magically like 
didn't train all week and no one knew until the last second and he gets his minutes managed and he's sending balls into Rosette and stuff. I mean, so Jeff Dion's like, please talk about Mo and need your eye test. Can we ditch him and bring him back once we know he's healthy? Max on Slack with Vardy in mind, who's less suicidal to bin Mo or Raz. Um, Kial on Slack, is it possible to go without Mane, Salah, Raz, and Kuhn? Spread your money throughout. And then Derek wrote in, Derek the fucking lad. For those concerned with Mo's lingering ankle issues and his minutes, who are your favorite replacements? The price of midfield options drop off quickly after Raz, Mane, Kev with realistic options being sub eight. So where would you go with the huge amounts of cash generated and if offloading Mo? He's, and then he says so, owning Rabo and yeah. Trent would probably be a must. Yeah, yeah, fine. So, so I think there are a couple of like things at play here, right? With Mo, is that do you want to hold Mo and then get Mane in in addition to because of these good fixtures versus having one of them and keeping one of them as captain option? Like you know, Mane is just as good as Mo in terms of the captaincy option, and then spending four million less on one of the fullbacks who are you know they're both kind of out of position. What what do you think about that? And this is like sort of all assuming that Mo returns to health. And I just want right. to keep hammering that home that like he's had time off. He had a break and came back and that, you know, it seems like the type of lingering thing that could last a lot longer, I think, than people are giving it credit for. Like like we've seen with Kane and that's what I first brought up when he first had the injury. It's just like it's always there. I've I've never seen him get subbed off at 70. Especially or sixty, whatever it was, especially down a goal, you know, like needing a goal, he subs off. Yeah, he's at their first sub. Yeah. yeah, that that's crazy, and so that really worries me. If he was a hundred percent fit somehow, you know, the international break, he just comes back and he's just a hundred percent fit, and there's no way of knowing that. But I think the Mane Mo double up might be really shrewd, and I'd rather have either of them probably than Raz for that that run. Yeah. So coming back to Raz, though, it's like. What do we view him in terms of his points potential in the next like five or six when they have these tough fixtures? I keep going back and forth, like teetering and tottering between he's been really bad at home, as have City, right? Like there was that athletic article that you linked to me in, in terms of like their plan B, yeah, which crosses. is like really covert, like plan A, B, C, D, and E of just putting crosses in, and he's just nowhere near points. He had like 20 penalty area touches, but I think he had one shot attempt, no shots on goal this weekend. Yeah. They have had really easy, good fixtures recently, and he's been really bad. But is there something to looking at their like more difficult fixtures and he's been, he's been returning a lot better away and they have four aways in their next six? That that's when he's gonna kind of click into gear and hit form. I, yeah. I don't know. And that was kind of my takeaway from that. I think it was Sam Lee article in the Athletic about the crossing and stuff. Is that like maybe we're seeing a slight change of the tides? Where actually in the in the quote unquote easy bankers city assets are are not good captaincy options because it yeah, seems like. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me a lot of like Spurs last year, right? When we all were always like Kane, like home Sheffield United or home Newcastle, like we're trying to get him in and captain him, and they just like couldn't do anything. Right, they just can't break through, and so that I think that's a nice point that you bring up there. That actually in these in the more open games, and you expect Liverpool and Chelsea, especially the next two, to be kind of up and down, wild games. Like maybe that's really good for Raz and City, and maybe they're scoring three or four. 
in you know one of those, especially like Chelsea. I feel like they could easily score four. Yeah, the the thing that also is concerning me about Raz though is his positioning. Like we look at him from like last season, right? When he was just top like three, you know, first, second, or third, or whatever it was with his points, and last two seasons, two hundred plus points, like double digit, well in there with goals and assists. And this season, you know, he's on eight returns through eleven game weeks, which is like okay, you know, it's that's yeah, it's fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's okay, but. He's just, he's playing really wide. Like, he did not play this position last season. Like, this year, David Silva is playing in that, like, second forward, support forward role inside. And he's going into those positions to be recipient of, you know, what I mean, Son is dead, obviously, but he's being in recipient of, like, when there's an overlap on left or right flank, like, he's the second runner next to the striker. And Raz is nowhere near that, as you can see from him having 20 penalty area touches on one shot attempt. Like, that's really bad. That's just fucking bad. And what are we seeing from Pep and from City that's going to lead us to believe that that's going to change? I, I haven't seen anything yet. Like, this game this weekend was, a, to me, a carbon copy of the Wolves game, of them just. At home against a bus when they were, will have at least eight men behind the ball and they had no ideas. Like they weren't pulling the ball inside. They weren't trying to play one, two passes. They were just f- like fucking funneling it out wide to like Angelino or Walker or Kinsello, like, you know, in the Wolves game. And the crosses are just, they're, they're, it just doesn't work. Like it wasn't working and it hasn't worked. And I don't really believe that it will work in the future. So I'm I'm just skeptical about how that's going to change, you know. Yeah, I hear you about Raz's role. I mean, I do want to point out that they still put up an xG of three point three six. Like they got a lot of really good chances. Um, they just didn't go in until you know a little bit later, and and there were like second balls and crosses and stuff like that. But no, I feel you on the role, and it's been it was sort of something that we talked about a lot a few weeks ago, and then we thought, or maybe I just thought like when Mendy comes in, like, oh, maybe this is really good for Raz, like he he had that hat trick in Champions League, and I was like, oh, this could be like you know we could be seeing like a return return to Raz right now, but now you have me like even more curious than I was before about just keeping them and not even thinking about it because I want to see what they look like versus Liverpool and Chelsea. And I'm like, maybe, yeah, maybe in those bus fixtures, like, fuck, just stay away, don't captain any City player because it's a nightmare. But, I don't know, maybe in these open, more open fixtures, maybe Raz is just going to be fantastic again, I don't know. Yeah, and and that might be, I mean, I, I am more inclined at this moment to think that, you know, Away fixtures and like home fixtures or just fixtures against the top six are going to be good for Raz. But then it comes back to, you know, if we're not going to be captaining him and we have other fires to put out, which is valid, you know, we're looking at that. Definitely. What do you get from downgrading him to, you know, an eight million or, or seven million midfielder and then putting like those four million elsewhere into like two other spots? Yeah, I mean, you get, you get a lot. You get a lot. Yeah, you get a lot. You so really if do. you're if yeah. so if we're not captaining him, you know what? What is the like? Okay, I get like the hazard thing where it's just like City are so good and 
just like Chelsea were with Hazard, but like you don't know when he's going to pop up. Right. And the minute that you sell him is when he goes on his run of like nine, twelve, eight, eight, yeah. fifteen, you know. And that could happen in these in these tough games on paper. But I guess it comes back to like who's more important on your team? Is it is it Raz or Mo or is it like Vardy? Because that's the tension point, right? It's like you can't have everyone. So looking at the upcoming fixture for Leicester and you you know they have home home arsenal now but then they have like a really good run for the next 5 home arsenal or six is or whatever. also good yeah yeah it's good attacking like possibly like you don't know you don't know yeah, what kind yeah. of lineup Emery could play 3 dms like you don't know but Raj, generally yeah. speaking you look at those fixtures it's not it's not close like Leicester's fixture is so much better so how do you like how do you view you know Raz versus like Vardy like do you think it's reasonable to expect Raz to outscore Vardy in the next five? Because I'm having a hard time selling myself on that. Mm. Yeah. It is kind of hard to imagine. I mean, you kind of expect Vardy to just pop up with like a goal a game, sort of. <laughs> I mean, like, he's not going to keep that up, but also in some of the really good, really good attacking fixtures, like, yeah, he, he has double return, triple return in him. I mean, yeah, you could you could sell me on it for sure. I mean, Vardy plus... What is it like? Three million into the other problems in your squad over Raz? Yeah, yeah, it might be more important. Yeah, but then there's also we haven't really talked about it. We kind of been talking around it. Is Kevin, who has you know a way lower to, point ceiling? We have to talk about Kevin. We have to talk about Kevin. He has a lower point ceiling than Raz. You know, he doesn't have that hat trick upside type of thing. He's been kind of bad. Last few, especially for like his standards, he's been bad. Like he's not. I mean, I guess he put up big numbers against Southampton, um, assist numbers. But the the games prior, he put up pretty bad numbers against Villa and Palace. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe holding Raz and Mo or Raz and Mane, whatever, and moving on from Kevin and finding the money there is an option. I don't know. I mean, at this point, he's he's only two million cheaper. I guess two million is still a lot. But what do you think? Do you think this form is just a dip in form, or do you think with like the Gundo at number six, he's he's been deeper and less involved, or do you think that the early season was just like red hot, insane form, and he couldn't keep that up anyway? I think it's a combination of both, right? I mean, I, I do think that, you know, Kevin in the beginning of the season when he was just like diming for fun, he's still creating chances, you know? I mean, he only has one assist in his last three, but we also know like he's on two goals on the season, which is pretty about par of what you expect. He's never hit double digit goals in the Prem and he's had multiple seasons where he's had like, you know, there around 3,000 minutes and that's just not his game. So, you know, he's dependent on the assists and he's obviously good on bonus. So, you know, his point total, like when he's fit is in and around the 200, 200 point mark, but. You know, two goals through game week eleven is not abnormal. Like if he finishes with eight or six, like that's what he normally. Yeah, I mean that's what he normally does. It's just kind of what the assists are going to be. So I don't see him making the same runs as that support striker kind of run as I was in the first month or two of the season for sure. Yeah, not since the injury, right? Yeah, not not since Rodri got hurt for sure. And I think it is definitely folly for us to be looking at like 
Kevin is such a better asset than Raz. Like, I think that's a mistaken thing to do. And I don't know if that's partly because he's just like three million less or two million, two million less that we are just talking ourselves into like that extra million gets us so much, so many more upgrades elsewhere. But I think it's something that definitely needs to be like looked at very critically and, and thought about if we are prepared to remove one of those two players from our team. Yeah. It does seem like it's not being talked about at all. And I don't really understand why. Like you, you compare him to like, Someone like Matto, who you like a lot yeah, more that's than a I really, do. That's a really good comparison, honestly. Yeah, because it's like they kind of rely on the same thing. They both create a ton of key passes. Matto's just behind Kev and like key passes per 90 and shit. They shoot at about the same rate. You know, the XA is not going to be as good for Matto because City are the best attacking team in Europe. But you're also saving almost $3 million at this point for, you know, assist or brace of assist upside. It seems less of a risky thing to do than to like get rid of Raz, who still has hat trick upside. I don't know. Maybe that's I don't, something see, more. See, yeah. So that's another thing is like I don't view Raz as having hat trick upside. Like given right, his role, you're changing the scope. Yeah, yeah, like I think he has an upside of like a goal and an assist right now, based on where I see him playing. Like this weekend was a, another just case in point, like another data point for what we've been seeing from him is that he's not pl- like he's not like that back post runner when the ball's on the right flank. Like he's he is the player on the far left flank. Trying to beat his guy and then put a cross in. Like, that's so much different than what he was doing last season. I just so, want to reemphasize, though, like what he's the, the two games prior to Southampton, because I think that people lose scope and everyone wants to rip him right out of their team immediately. But I'm we're losing scope. About, we're talking I need about this. home villa. He scored just a goal, just a single return, Max Bones. He had four shots for an XG of 0.62. He had three key passes for an XG of 0.85. He really should have probably had a double return there. And then yeah, but, away but, Palace, he had, he had one assist, no goals. He had four shots for 1.23 XG. He had three key passes for 1.13 XA. Like these, these are games that if his teammates finish a little better if he gets like a little bit luckier of a touch or something like that then like we're talking about these are like triple return games yeah that's fair but it's also like that's the nature of the beast when you rely on assists and it's also just i mean you have to also look at like what raz has done this season so far he had 5 goals in the first 3 game weeks from game weeks four to eleven, he has two goals and one assist, and he has one zero minute like performance. But that's really bad from yeah. someone who's not like priced at six point five million. He's twelve million. Like that's not acceptable. It's just yeah. patently unacceptable. I would and the games be a lot are more like worried if the numbers weren't there. Uh, and they're just there. underlyings. Yeah, you, you think the underlying stats are just like they're going to figure it out because they're just really good. Yeah, it's like it's like the other way of putting that same exact question is like, do I think Kuhn will like find his finishing a little better? Like, do I think that you know City are going to struggle to score a goal against like a, in a team equivalent to Southampton often? No, not really. Like, you know, I just think that. But, 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 like, the difference to me is, like, when I look at Kuhn, for example, is like, yes, he's like, he's trying to integrate Jesus more into the team, but 
this league year, Kuhn has only blanked one time when he started in the entire season. Like he's he gets points because obviously he's a quality finisher, but it's also the role. Like he is standing in and around the penalty box for all of this. Like they put thirty five crosses in. Like okay, thirty four unsuccessful. But if there's a successful one, it's going to Kuhn. It's not going to Raz. Like Raz is like putting in all this dog shit. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I I think that honestly is like it's and this is also like this moment of the season is is very like. How much are we doing the thing where we just back the players who we like the name, the team, like we know they're good, you know, and being kind of passive about just like holding these guys? And then how much are we going to be aggressive about, you know, binning Raz and making like a triple move or, or a double move to, to get players who are more affordable who are yeah. not going to be capping anyway? Like that's a fine balance. And that's always, you it know, is, we'll, yeah. we'll see it in hindsight, you know, what Raz does in the next six. Like who knows? He could get anywhere between, you know, 20 points and 50 points. You know, yeah. not, neither of those two ends would, would, would stun me. But, if he gets fifty points, but you also are if you do bin him, for example, and then the, the the three players you improve on get eighty, you know, which is which is also feasible. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's yeah. just a delicate balance, and I and I think it is something that you know we need to spend time looking at, right, and, and critically thinking about. You know, yeah. what does it do instead of just playing? Because because what I feel like right now for me, right, in my personal like team. Is I'm starting to get into the realm of like fear based, like hold him because like most people have him and people are yeah, thinking it's dumb to get him. And like, I, I feel like to me, like that's starting to supersede the reasons that I'm seeing of why getting rid of him is good. Yeah. And yeah, like yeah. to me, that's dangerous, you know, like just to me, like that's just like an observation of myself, you know. I'm still surprised to find you so into the idea of keeping Mo. I have to admit. I mean, he's been blanking a lot. Um, he looked pretty bad and then came off early. We have no information on the ankle severity at all. Probably not training again. I mean, I, we have to just completely guess because we're not going to actually yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, I, I think honestly it's like, like Two why are off, you like I'm just blindly holding Mo? It's and, not like blind. I I think it's one thing is I he shoots like he is trying to score actively trying to score goals and has like goal scoring underlying stats. Yeah, there yeah, which yeah. Raz does not have. And when I watch the games and I see Raz's role standing on the fucking sideline. You can't right. score from the sideline. Like right, right, Mo right. doesn't do that. Mo's cutting inside. Mo's on pens, which I think is fucking huge. And I understand, you know, that the injury thing is a thing. But again, you know, I alluded to it earlier. Like I think that two weeks off is very important for him after the city game. I don't expect him to play midweek and we'll, you know, we'll do our Friday night life, whatever. And I don't expect like a hall home city. I think that's, you know, that's gonna probably be like a one nil or something, but I think when I look at the fixtures as well, is just like these are bare bottom spanking fixtures at Palace, home Brighton, home Everton, at Bournemouth, home Watford, and the next five for Mo. I just back him a lot more. I also just think he's more clinical. I, I think he's just like a better 
goal scoring player than Raz. Like we see Raz, like you know, you mentioned that game a few weeks ago, and Raz had like over one xgxa. Uh, Miss the net every time. But that that is who he is. Like if he's not like last year, he needed like an xg of like three to score a brace, right? Like. Raz needs multiple tap-ins to score one. Like he's just that's who he is and he hasn't stepped up from there as I've watched him, you know, develop as a player, but Mo, you know, I understand also, you know, most finishing has been suspect, but I think his he gets more reps and he has more opportunities than than, than Raz does in general and I think his role is just a lot better and I, I and I think he's a genuine, you know, if I do extrapolate that these two weeks are going to be good for him for his recovery, which I do, I see him as a captaincy option in the next six, like yeah, for yeah, a few yeah. of those games. And, you know, it's, it comes back to it, right? Like we can't, ha- how many 12 million players can we have in our team who are not captaining? Like can't have more than like two. Yeah. So what are we looking at there? Right. And, and I just, I, I just back Mo and I back Liverpool. The other thing too is with like, we've talked about this also in Pods Pass is like City and Pep for this season has, he's changed the team so much. Like he, every single game week, we like, oh, like Pep Roulette, like whatever. And it's like kind of a, a funny thing for us in FPL. But in the real life terms, like what fullbacks are playing, who's playing at DM, who's playing at center back, like who's going to be, is it going to be Jesus or Aguero? Like these things actually matter to me in real life as well. And I think that the more that you chop and change, the less fluid and the less cohesive the team performances are going to be. Right. With Liverpool, the, the cohesion is like, is it going to be like Hendo or Genie? You know, it's not going to be like who's the front three, who's the back four. Like they know what yeah, they're doing the every. Yeah, they know what they're doing every game week, and I feel so much more comfortable looking at a game like home Brighton to just like in my head like those pictures of what I see in anticipation of the game of what's going to happen. So much more than when I see City putting in fifty crosses because they have like Walker and fucking Angelino who's played one game before, and they play like you know dog shit in midfield and like Jesus instead of or whatever it is. Like I just feel so much more. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. so I, Solidity. I just I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel really good with Mo. Honestly, it's yeah. it's a little bit silly, I guess, because you know you look at it, he hasn't a double digit haul in like fucking two months, but. I feel like looking at the near term with the two weeks off, I, I think I'm going to be captaining him a lot in the next, you know, in and the near term. What do you think about Mo to Mane? Because I think we were both kind of poo pooing that, you know, I don't know, four weeks ago or something like that. And I honestly still think, rightfully so, I still think it was like a sideways, unnecessary move. Then yeah. the injury happened, and it's yeah. been a complete nightmare since then. And yeah. Mane's just the highest scoring midfielder in the game now and just. You know he's not getting subbed. He's just the main man, and he's just donging for fun. So, well, what do you see? I mean, you're the you watch every ninety of Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, we kind of were texting about this. I feel like on on Saturday, where I'm just like, it's just so obviously Mane is the better pick right now. The injury okay. unknownness is really really scary. Getting subbed, getting his minutes managed, etc. And then Mane is just, I mean, all. All of 2019, he's been in way better form. He's been in just like world class goal scoring form. And he was really bad for, I don't know, 80 minutes against Aston Villa. And then he puts in an absolutely ridiculous cross for an assist and then, you know, scores the game winner in injury time. And it's just like, he just keeps popping up with this. And 
I just keep saying the same thing over and over, but we're not going to get any injury news on Mo. We're not going to know anything before at away Crystal Palace. Literally yeah. nothing. Yeah. So we're just no, that, going on the fair. fact that, like, well, I hope he's better and can play 90 like he usually does. Whereas with Mane, it's just, you know, it's not even a question. And he's shown himself to be a good, reliable captain, too. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, Looking at the stats, right? I mean, last four matches underlying Mo's XG is 3.13 and Mane's is 2.13. And a big part of that's Pen. Yeah, but yes, because Pen's, pens, pens happen. W- yeah. yeah, happened. So that's like a thing that'll continue. Yeah. And I mean, Mo's goal attempts in the box are 15 and Mane's are 8. So yeah. we are no, still Mo's, seeing. Mo's a lot more. Yeah. And I mean, we're still seeing what we saw. Last season, right? It's just like Mane's like good, obviously, but Mo's underlyings are still better. I mean, the ch- the chance creation stats are are in Mane's favor, but you know, I don't think that that's something that should necessarily tip you one way or the other. It's, it's and, you know, and the they're goals. also they're also really close. It's not like yeah, it's they're like they're close. Yeah, the creator or something. Right, right, something right. Like no, so, I, yeah, I mean, if they yeah. were both one hundred percent fit, I would feel incredible about keeping Mo. I'm just worried. I'm just honestly yeah, no, worried. I, yeah. yeah, no, I, I'm worried as well. But it also comes back to like Prince on Sheffield United, Manchester City owner. If the value of money is less than the value of a transfer, then what are we doing here? Like, is that where if you want to? The value play? of money is less than the value of a transfer. What do you mean? Like, he puts the value of a transfer above any quantifiable amount. Yeah, of money. I think I think it probably is. Yeah. So. And, and, and honestly, they're the same fucking price now. <laughs> yeah, they're almost the same price. But it's we don't like, even make money. But you look at it, it's like, okay, yeah. like you have Pope, right? Like I'm like, okay, Burnley are dog. Do I think that I'm going to get more points by going from Cunt's hair, Mo to Mane versus like Pope to someone yeah. else? Probably yeah, no, it, it's I can, I would never argue against this. Same with Cho, same with Pookie. Like going from like a nightmare disaster to like a a player is always better. Yeah. I just want to point out that like this is sort of similar to me than like uh, of being like a little bit too passive. I'm not saying we are with Mo, but this is the kind of shit that we talk ourselves into where we're like, well, yeah, it's not that important. It's not that important. And then we end up with Pookie for six weeks, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fair. So it's just something to be careful of just being like, always like, no, it's like not worth it. Blah, 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 blah. blah. And then you end up with this fucking giant hole ideally yeah. in your head. And it's just, I don't know. Wow. That was like the longest one topic we've spent in so long. We're fucking like 40 minutes into the pot and all we've talked about is Mo and Raz, basically. Yeah, it's it's almost like and they're the two highest scoring players and so, best so bef- Before we move on, though, I mean, let's spend a few minutes just talking about like Raz versus Kevin. That is interesting. Like, I haven't really, for my own team, thought about getting rid of Kevin at all. But I do... I, like just talking talking it through right now, I kind of like do see a little bit of the value there. Yeah. So I just same still, Yeah, I still just consider you know, the Raz has thing. Like I still just Raz is gonna end up over two hundred points. That's so just nailed. Like he just will. And Kev, I'm like, I'm not sure of the role. I mean 
I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe we're just hold, blindly holding on to Kevin, but we really shouldn't be. It's just it's interesting. I don't know how to parse the two. It's very difficult. Yeah, I think I haven't done enough really deep digging into yeah, like Kevin's either. change of role or or what that is me over neither. the last few game weeks. And I know people are like, "Oh, Gundo at six, like Kevin's doing different things." And you know, it's definitely observable just watching the ninety of a city game that yes. Kevin's not making that like secondary late run yeah. to be you know getting in there. But you know, he, the the other thing that is is challenging with Kevin is that like. Which also, when you look at his stats that are somewhat misleading, are that he takes like 5,000 corners, but how many fucking corners are they scoring with Otamendi and then a team full of like five foot eight midgets? I like, those wish aren't, Otamendi like, was in, then they would score corners yeah, all the time. Yeah, I mean, he's not even in. It's like Fernandinho at center back and some other little tiny boy. It's just stones or something. They, yeah, I mean, they're like quote unquote like chances, but they're not like. Chances, like well, they yeah, I mean, this be... is the this is the thing I was saying in Slack regarding Maddo too. I mean, I think he had like eight key passes or something like that yesterday. That's why XA exists, sort of, you know, to like yeah, differentiate yeah. the two. Like he yeah. wasn't actually like creating good chances. Most of them were like corners and shit where Soyuncu or Evans would just head it, you know, like twenty yards. Yeah, but the difference is at least like Leicester have the personnel to at least like threaten. Yeah, like they have a threatening goal presence on corners. Like City, it's just like a piss take. Like it's a waste of time. Like he'll (laughs) they'll do a fucking corner, and like yeah, obviously they're not going to score in a corner. Like Kuhn is their best target. He's like five nine on like a near post near post flick. You know, like they don't have like giants. Like at least Leicester have giants. You know, I don't. Yeah, no, I I don't know. I I think that. Just like we're talking about Raz and Mo, like critically, like looking at their spots in our team, I think Kevin should not be immune at all. And I think that, yeah. you know, I, I, I also do feel like you have more potential to just be bare bottom spanked by not owning Kevin. I mean, by not owning Raz than you do by owning Kevin. Like any game can flip on its head and Raz just has like a brace and an assist. And I don't think that Kevin has that real capability. Like it would really have to be an unusual set of circumstances. So yeah, I mean, I think that's that's something to think about for sure. Weirdly, I'm like comparing the first game weeks, like one through seven, to the last three. The numbers are still really good in the last three. I mean, the penalty touches are up. He's still shooting at a, about the same rate. He's still creating chances at about the same rate. The one like huge difference, just looking at the numbers, not really doing a deep dive live on air, but his touches are just way down, like just raw touches. Like in, I sorry, 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 way up, which probably means he is playing deeper. I mean, it's like he's just they're like recycling the ball through him more versus where he was touching the ball less. Maybe he was touching it in like. More dangerous areas, or making that run into the box, like you said, and so I don't, I don't really know how to read these numbers. It, it, all of it basically says to me there's not really a difference in role, but you know maybe we can look further into it. Yeah, but it is still, I mean, and let's move on after this. But there is something to be said about just being patient. Like it's game week eleven. Yep. You know, we have like Mo, Raz, Kevin, like we know they're good. We know they're going to score points. We know they're like the one, two team in the league. 
you know, it's it, there is also something to be said yeah, of just like absolutely. every doc, every doc has their day, and we, we know, talk uh, about it constantly. Yeah. The balance of being patient and and you know seeing through that. Yeah, yeah. All right. So what what else do we well, have? Well, so I mean, it's we both have Pookie and Cho. <laughs> we should probably talk about them and replacing them. But and this kind of I think segues nicely because these three guys and we both have all three of them are kind of where we've been looking at money. Like you said on the last spot, you can't get to Vardy. And Vardy is looking like a very important guy that you definitely want in your team and Lester look really good. This, the, those three guys that we've just spent the fucking hour talking about are the only ways you can make money. So yeah. So let's talk about Pookie. I mean, cause so we got a lot of like write-ins about guys to talk about it. Alan Dugan and Dewitt, we're looking at Jimenez, 28 points in the last four weeks. Anything Wolves do is through him. Fixtures are so good. Vinance, like, where do I go from the deserted island? That's spooky. I have Connolly, so I don't want to get Mopai. Should I? Is it Mopai or Mopay? I never know what to say. I don't know. Who cares? I'll just call him Neil. Should I actually get Ayu? Feels disgusting. Deliver me from the suffering. Kerwan, least Muset versus Ayu. Dutters on Slack talking about Jota. And then Chucky and Lucas wondering about Ings. Is Ings the guy to get in for the second slash third striker spot? Home Everton, away Arsenal, home Watford, home Norwich next four. I see potential for 25 plus points. Bargain price is 6 yeah, I mean, I, I think Ings is an absolute trap. I would be nowhere near him. I don't care what the fixtures say. I mean, those fixtures tell me like he's going to be subbed on fifty minutes because it's <laughs> nil nil at half, and he's going to put like Che Adams on. I don't think that's a good place to go. Honestly, the the player in this like region that is interesting me is Callum. I think this Whoa, is that is fucking insane. No, I mean, I, I think this is like what Bournemouth are and what they do is that they lull us into this little false sense of security. And, you know, Callum has four blanks on the bounce, but they have good players. And at Newcastle, home Wolves, at Spurs, at Palace, like those are games that they could score a couple in each. And, you know, seven, nine, I think, I, I don't know. I, I have a feeling about it. I, I think that. I think that it's just it's just reasonable, and he's just like I, not shooting. That's the thing that worries me. Yeah, I I, I mean he's, he's just not not shooting. No, I, I uh, no, I understand, and there's nothing that has like this underlying stats haven't led me there. It's just kind of like a gut check, but it's also like a gut check when I look at okay, Wolves, right? Like home Villa, home United, home Sheffield United at Bournemouth, home West Ham at Brighton. Like okay, those are good, like green on paper fixtures, but. They have shown the also inability to cope with their Europa League ties, and it's less like preparation they could do for their their weekend games. And I like if I could go for Callum over Jimenez, I don't think that's close. Like I would much rather go with Callum. And I just I you know Ings, I'm all, already like very tra- have trepidations about him. And make no mistake about it, I think at the end of this, and before, I'm going to kick it to you in a second, but. Pookie is diabolical. Like, no matter how good he looks or how he's like the best player on the team, it's, it's Norwich more than it's, him. I feel like they're yeah, it's it's the team, and and they're, they're, they're not the worst team in the league. They're the worst team in the league. They're not. I mean, Watford, you know, like splitting hairs here, but like Watford Norwich, can do one thing okay, which is yeah, like they can just defend sit and maybe deep one and defend and yeah. stay tight. Norwich yeah. do nothing well. Norwich, yeah. So if you have Pookie home Watford, I think you're just dumb. 
I don't really care what else is happening on your team. I think that's just like a dumb thing. You shouldn't be saving. You shouldn't be holding it for Watford. If it's a hit, if it's a double swap, if it's a pun on, even if it's fucking Ings, like I don't really care where you're going. I think if you're holding Pookie, it's just you're, you're looking at things the wrong way. What do you, what, what do you say? Yeah, I basically feel the same way. The only problem is we both also have Cho, who I consider probably a bigger problem. Yeah, he's not going to start. Because he probably won't start. Because Pulisic is just on fire, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, Callum seems insane to me. I mean, King looked really good versus United. Maybe, I don't know, maybe there's like a bit of a role change there or something like that where King is is getting further forward. I felt like he was on the ball all the time against against United and Callum was just completely missing. I don't even remember him playing at all, doing anything ever. So maybe that's a thing. I'm, the thing that also we were talking about over the weekend, we did a lot of like DMing over the weekend, I guess, but Neil has really bad fixtures. Brighton are away Manchester United, home Leicester, away Liverpool, away Arsenal, home Wolves. Well, it gets a little bit easier after that. Home Wolves, away Palace, home Sheffield United. No, it does, though, those are all really bad fixtures. I don't wise. think home Wolves, away Palace, or home Sheffield United are that bad. Dude, home Sheff- every Sheffield United are so good. Away Sheffield United, right, I whatever. Agree, We're is really stuck bad. in the weeds. We're talking about fucking New Year's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. Can I just want to also pull back to. The fact that we're entering December and back to like what we we're talking about with Raz and shit. There is definitely something to be said about like Champions League game every three days with these like UCL involved teams versus like Vardy, like Leicester, they play yeah, just only league week. games. Like that's big because you have to expect, right, that like Raz is going to play on balance, like one less game. Than like the Leicester player or whatever. Just just also keep that in mind. Yeah, we, I mean we, Liverpool's fixtures. I don't know if you've seen. It's just they just play every three days for a long time, and then they yeah. have a blank because they go to the Club World Cup and then come right back. They're gonna have to right. do like some split squad thing. It's like all yeah. fucked. Yeah, but just 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 to throw that. But keep yeah. going with what you were talking no, about. No, I was just saying points. about Neil. It's like okay, the fixtures are obviously bad. Brighton, we both think are kind of good. Neil, we both rate and think he's good. And I think that often we'll make the mistake, I mean, it's not always a mistake, but sometimes it's a mistake to just go for someone else that has better fixtures that we don't like or go for someone else that like is in form but we don't really like them or rate them or whatever, which is like most of the other guys I think that we're talking about here, you know, between like Ings, Jimenez, Callum, and let alone like IU and shit. Neil is just putting up, honestly, huge XG numbers constantly. Brighton always kind of look good, and they they're not like a bus; like they actually get in there. You know, they're not going to just park against all these teams. I think sometimes it's just a little bit of overthinking. I mean, like I don't love the fixtures, and it's not like I would come close to captaining the player. I just think maybe it's overthinking to not just get the player that we both like, we both rate, who has the best numbers of all of these guys by far. So are you looking at Neil for Pooks? I'm definitely considering it. I mean, he's on a list. I mean, I think three aways in the next four, and it's United, Liverpool, and Arsenal with home Leicester. Like that's so bad. It's so bad, but 
Also, I mean, LOL United, LOL Arsenal. I'm not trying to be like that guy that's like, oh, they're fucking garbage. Like, no, they're, they're bad fixtures. I'm not considering them good fixtures. But at the same time, neither of them can keep any clean sheets for their lives. You mm-hmm. know, like United and Arsenal just love conceding, love losing to teams that are quote-unquote worse than them, smaller than them. Potter is by far the best manager between Brighton, Manchester United, and Arsenal. It's not even close. I don't know, you know. No, yeah, no, I I think that's valid. uh, Lise Mousset is kind of (laughs) good. I don't know. The the thing with, I mean, there's been some like slack chatter about Sheffield United forward assets, like Lise, but you know, he's 4 9, which is a joke. Yeah. Million returns. He's, his last four games, he's played 28 minutes, 55 minutes, 27 minutes, 64 minutes. Like Wilder, he has McGoldrick, Sharp, Mousset, and Calrob, like four for two, basically. And he loves fucking. fucking, And McBurney, five for two. He five loves, for two, yeah. He loves chopping and changing that. Like, that's not an option. If yeah. you want to spend like five million on a forward, just get I. I mean, Benteke could replace him, theoretically speaking, in the near term. But if you want to spend five million on a forward who, like, it's whatever, it's like get Connolly, who's similar rotation as, risk as Muset, or just get, get IU, I think. Yeah, I probably yeah. agree there. Let's transition to defense. Um, we got a lot of questions in. I'll read four of them right here. JS Park on Slack. You guys often talk about how clean sheets come first for defense. With so many cheap options in defense this season with clean potential, is it worth to keep the premium defenders with the rotation risk? He's talking about Robbo and Trent with the fixture pileup. Augash, given less than a third of the teams per week have been cleaning on average, and those teams have not been the usual city, pool, United, etc., is it time to forget about cleans and focus on the wingbacks and out-of-position players like Lunds and Rico and just chase the attacking returns? Balski with a lot of defenders returning, is it time to go four or even five at the back? Tamori, Lundstrom, Soy, Rico, Brighton guys, all great enablers. And then Fakarilla, are there any four or five-ish defenders that have interesting fixture run for your money? He likes Willems and he likes Janmot. They have attacking returns and cleans. Anyone in that bracket that could come to the four over the next four to six? That's a big question. Um, I mean, I think Sheffield United definitely is like a place to start. You know, most of us have Lundstrom in already, and you know he's playing in midfield, so he's a true out of position prospect, and not out of position in like Joel Ward out of position a few years ago when he's playing like DM. <laughs> yeah, but he's out of position like he's the late runner into the box for you know goals, but. Um, but yeah, I mean Sheffield United look like a really good defense, and then yeah, I mean the wing backs out of position like. You know, like Pereira and Chilwell aren't out of position. Like Rabo and Trent aren't out of position in that they're still like a back four, but they still are bombing forward so yeah, they're, far. They're out of position when you look at their like yeah. touch map. Yeah, or their heat map or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I mean I think there is also something to look at where right, we're coming into December and we're gonna be having the fixture pile up for everyone. So what do you view that as, right? Like do you view that as teams are going to be more loose because they have less prep time so they're going to be more goals or do you think you view that as teams are going to be a little bit more conservative and going to be, you know, keeping more clean sheets is is also like a like mm-hmm. the like a balancing point. What, yeah, what do you is, what do you think? That is a good point. I guess my my initial read would be probably more conservative like <clears throat> with more rotation and more tired legs like it makes more logical sense to me to be a little bit more conservative 
with maybe if you're playing like three backups or you know, less prep time, et cetera, just keep it tight, you know, try and get a point, whatever, you know, not, not really talking about Liverpool or City who need to try and win every single match, but everyone else, like that makes more logical sense to me. Yeah. So what do you, I mean, do you, I mean like Willems or like Brighton, I mean, Brighton have really bad fixtures coming up, but yeah, I do you see anything? Them, I, yeah, I, I like both Willem and Janmat. I mean, Willem seems more nailed. Um, Janmat, I don't know, there's there's Kiko and who knows with with Kike, I feel like he could play back five, back four, like he could switch it up. Like Willems is definitely nailed wing back. And yeah, I mean, he seems to be like a pretty good attacker. Like he's he's getting in there. Um, unfortunately, they don't play West Ham every week, so I don't really expect attacking returns from any Newcastle player. But yeah, I, I think Willems is fine. I think Yama's fine. I think thinking back to my wild card, I mean, it was a while ago now, but my my gamble by going with four premiums on my wild card was that basically City and Liverpool aren't going to be <clears throat> City and Liverpool aren't going to be like drastically out cleaning. These four or five guys that I really like, I think the gamble has has basically been correct. I've gotten a lot of points out of my like budget backline. The thing is, the other side of my gamble, the getting the fourth premium guy, has yielded absolutely no points. You know, it's been like Kuhn, yeah. and then it was Obs and Raz and Salah have been bad, and you know, so that's where I've lost out. But I still think that, like. Every week I look at your team and you get like a return from Trent and Robbo like every fucking week. And I'm like, God, I need to get Trent and Robbo. And then every week I just I, – I scrounge together like an attack and return in two cleans or something from like my back fucking garbage back three or four. And it's just been working fine. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's a very weird year without like any teams really being really tight and keeping a ton of cleans that I think – we can sort of go with this strategy of like a cheap backline, and I think starting like four or five is probably totally fine. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The thing with Lund that I want to bring up, and we had we had Biryani, Craig, Graham all write in about Lundy. Should we start him every game? Like, when would you start him? Like, I just feel like I need to get this off my chest that like he is absolutely a start every week player and should never be on your bench. I think. I had this suspicion maybe f- four or five weeks ago when their fixtures were looking really bad. And I remember bringing it on and you were like, no, but you can easily rotate them. And then the f- fixtures get good. And I was like, fine, yeah. And we all did that and we, we got we got the points that we got. But he has four attacking returns in 11. Um, he's underperforming his XA by a lot. He could could be on more assists. When you look at his numbers against the entire league, like his non-penalty XG per 90 plus his XA per 90, he's 18th in the league. He's tied with Kane. He's legitimately a decent attacking option. He's yeah. in, in and around. Everyone who's around him in those underlying numbers are like legit FPL picks. And amongst defenders, even if you don't count this week of the brace, he's still second in all of these numbers to Trent. And and then the the final thing is that he like Sheffield United are really good defense, like you just said, and like 
on the IRL pod, I, I think it was you who were saying like buses can can clean when you least expect it. You know, like you look at on paper away spurs, not a great clean shot, even though no sun, you know, it's still not a great clean shot. But like there's no chance I'm not starting it. Like they could clean. Home United the week after, they could clean that easy. And then you're risking missing like a ridiculously gigantic haul if he gets an attacker in turn. So yeah. I just think, yeah, I just think it's just like yeah. not yeah. even a question. Yeah, no, I like that. I agree, I agree with all that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, have you thought, are you worried about rotation? I mean, you're on Trent Robbo. This pileup should lead to some. They can't play 5,000 minutes, right? Yeah, I mean, you'd think not, and uh, I'm, a, I'm a little, are. I'm a little bit concerned. Like I have Rico, who's been just sitting first on my bench the last two weeks, so I, I feel like that's like a reasonable guy to come off if you know Robbo gets a rest or Trent gets a rest. So, yeah, I mean, I feel okay about it, but yeah, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, definitely, I'm definitely concerned that they're not. I mean, they're not going to play every game in December. That's not like re- reasonable. Yeah. But you know, if they play like all but one each, then I mean, the 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 cleans have to be coming for Liverpool. Like they have, they have to be. To be. They, yeah, the, just honestly, like whether you think they're good or not good, whatever your people's listening's biases are, even by just luck, they're gonna come. Like even if it just takes luck, and one of these good chances that they let up like hits the bar, that's a clean. That ha- they haven't been getting. It's just like insane that they haven't been keeping cleans at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. I can't believe I went fucking Kelly over Rico on my wild card because I was like, well, Kelly has a chance to be a starter, and Rico. Everyone in the world was saying like Kelly is just going to take Lloyd. Kelly's going to just take Rico's spot as soon as he's fit, and then here we are, and Rico's just like hauling. And I have yeah, fucking he, Kelly he who doesn't really- play. Rico's really bad last weekend, though. Yeah, but easy six pointer. Six, five, eight, last three. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, I know. Um, let's talk about Cho replacements and then go to questions, I guess. Yeah, sure. So, what are you thinking there? I have like less, much less guys on the tip of my tongue than I did on the Pookie talk. I feel like it's more difficult. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's a bad. Place to be. I mean, he just dropped to five nine, and there's really no one in that like price range. I think like JWP is an interesting, just like punty guy. I don't like that. Yeah, he, I mean, but I'm. It's it's just that it's just a punt. Like great Grealish is five nine, and then if you're trying to you know find some money, y- you can get to like Tielemans. Isn't that much more? There's there's just not a ton. Yeah, I do think McGinn and Graylish are are pretty good. McGinn still just like shoots a lot, does a lot of stuff. I mean, they have away Wolves, and then soon they have away Manchester United, away Chelsea, home Leicester, away Sheffield United. Bad fixtures, but they're not going to get shut out in all these. They're they're a decent team. Like they yeah. played Liverpool well. They're a decent team. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it is hard, man. I'm looking around. There's so many like. In this price bracket, there's so many like not nailed guys that would be interesting if they're nailed. There's so many just bad players. There's a lot of red flags I'm seeing. Yeah, and I, I mean, I you know, I do obviously like Wilf. My my thing, like you know, watching this weekend, like us playing is just 
he just has no one to pass to, which is very concerning. Yeah. And he, he had one pretty good shot that flash wide, but it's just like, it's, it's a one man show. So it, it is, it is problematic, like to yeah, think I'm, that he's gonna. No, sorry. I was just gonna say, I am, after watching this weekend, I'm like more worried about Wilf than I was last weekend because yeah. I totally agree with you on the no one to pass to. And then the other side of the thing is no one's passing to him. Like when IU gets the ball, he just kind of like shoots or like fucks up. He's bad, you know, he's a yeah, bad he's player. Yeah. And Wilf is just very not playing striker this season. And so yeah. he's just not getting that like volume of shots in the box and stuff like that. And yeah, it's worrying. It's definitely worrying. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. And, you know, another name is like Trissard we've been talking about. You know, he, yeah. he, he came in with a double return off the bench on like a half an hour and assist last week off the bench, but he, he's just not starting. So, you know, could he start instead of Grob? Like for sure. Yes. Could he start instead of Connolly and they go to like a four, five, one kind of thing? Yeah. Like, or Alzate. Yes, yeah. Alzate. Like, yes, definitely. All of these things are yes, definitely is in the, in the, in the, in the options, but, you know, you still look at the fixtures like at United, home Leicester, at Liverpool, at, at Arsenal. It's just, you know, it, it, that doesn't seem like that's like points, you know. So yeah, I, it's like, it, yeah. long, long and the short of it is that I, I think you just need to be getting into a different price bracket. Okay, so are you still targeting someone like Martial? Uh, they were they were absolutely diabolical against Bournemouth. They were really bad. They they got Bournemouth. honestly they got dominated. Every yeah, number no, they, they indication did. is like they just got completely dominated. And Bournemouth are yeah. just better. No, they did, and, and you know they have home Brighton, home Villa, two of the next three. So you know points could come there, but yeah, we also have kind of seen from Martial that he's like a a trickler, like like one return per game or whatever. I don't know. I I don't I don't know. I, I'm I'm a little like more lukewarm on that. Like that performance did surprise me. Pereira at the ten is a problem, and I, I feel like that was like an Ole, like being dumb and playing like dumb players and being bad. You know, maybe when Pogba's back in like a month, that that's going to be a little bit better for them. Like you know, scoring goals. Yeah. I mean, Pogba just always makes everyone better. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, in terms of spending like seven X, I'd rather have Matto. I'd probably rather rather have Tielemans. You know, there are just other options there that look like maybe a little bit better. The team is a little bit more likely to be able to score, you know, two plus goals in a game. And yeah, I don't know. I I, I still think you know Marshall's like fine, but yeah, you know, I, I'm the, still looking at him despite the performance. I mean, he had one shot, Rash had one shot. It was garbage, but yeah, I mean, he's still out of position striker, and there's not anyone else that I'm like in love with. That's really the key, right? Like, if there were other guys that were like looking good on good teams, blah blah blah, then I wouldn't even I wouldn't think remotely about Martial. But there's just like not. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree completely. Because yeah, you say go to another bracket, but it's just like there kind of isn't one. Like it's kind of back to Derek's question. It's like there's the top four guys, the premium guys, you know. And then there's Son, Pepe, Erickson. I mean, Mares isn't an option. Ali's not an option. Richarlison. And then it's Martial. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's rough. It's rough out there. Yeah. Maybe it should be, maybe we shouldn't be starting like four midfielders. What do you think? Maybe. Start three and go back to like Christmas four, three? Four, three, three or. Something like five, that. 
five three five three two. two. I don't think yeah. that's crazy, especially no, with like Lund's emergence as just like a fixture that you just start him forever. Yeah, just jam premiums up top and play like Lund and Rico and Trent, another Sheffield, Bravo, and- Lund, Soy, Tamori, or some shit. Yeah, Evans. Yeah, <laughs> Stevens, Stevens, Enda, Enda. Love them. All right, should we go to questions? We're about. Can't believe, have we not been doing questions already? I mean, I told you ahead of time this is going to be a two-hour-long pod. Oh my god! There's. I'm starting. 12. I'm starting to fade. I'm not going to lie. Really? Yeah, I'm like hungry and like, oh god, daylight savings. Like, there's a lot of things going on. All right, well, we'll try and we'll try and go through them quick. I won't read all of them. Sirak on Slack, a Sheffield double up on defense intrigues me. How would you rank their defender for fantasy purpose after Lund? Also in consideration, Hendo. Is there anyone you really like in the back? I, I kind of haven't like looked at their their guys. Yeah, I like. I mean, I like Endo. Like, I, I, I was. We were talking about this on Slack like a couple of weeks ago, and it's just like he gives you that little assist output. Like they have the overlapping center backs, like you know, Baldock, o- O'Connell, and Basham or whatever. And like, if you can afford the extra like point six to go to Stevens, I think that it's worth it. But if you can't, you can't go wrong with any of the other three picks. It's just like you know, you could maybe do a little micro like. Analysis of the stats to see who's like on the end of the corners or whatever, but between O'Connell's Baldock, like in Basham, yeah, they like, seem really all, similar. Yeah, yeah, they're like just a bunch of like plebs, like a bunch of cogs, bunch of lads. Yeah, yeah. Enda is really, really good. Um, yeah, he's just he's good. Like he's, he's just good. actually yeah. just a good player. I, I said yeah. this on Slack a couple weeks ago. I was like, he's actually their best player, and no one talks about him. But yeah. Um, Aaron on Slack. At what point do you guys lose patience and decide it's a good time to change tactics and be more aggressive? Really, I just want to know when one of Alon's coveted minus 12s is coming in. Is Walsh going to perversely bring in the bug eyed god after 90 minutes versus Wolves? That would be such perversion. <laughs> the perversity. No, just- I, I think like this hour long discussion about Raz, Mo, and Kevin should tell you where our heads are at. Like, that's where we are. Is are we being too passive, or do we need to get aggressive and make something happen? Yeah, we're at that tipping point right now. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's um, that's the answer. I can skip this one. We talked about Brighton. I can skip this one. Kerwan, it's like I have twelve million to spend on a one-week punt up top and forward. I already have Vardy and Tammy. Agree on one punt, and I'll do it. Has Vardy and Tammy. Yeah, what's the punt? Who's playing Norwich? Ah, it's Watford, damn it. Probably like Rash. Mm. You know who loves scoring against Man City is Bob. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good call. Big shot Bob. Yeah, yeah. Robert Rory Rory straight in. Um, Barnes, too. I, I love picking... Attackers against West Ham at this point. I love that well, it idea. Ha- it, it has to be Wood if he's healthy. Is it if he's fit? Yeah, if he's fit. I mean, Barnes hasn't scored since game week three. Remember yeah. when everyone was buying Barnes? That was great. That's just like a great thing to keep reminding yeah. ourselves about. We um, need that. That we need like a Jolington brace this weekend, and then that to happen with him. Uh, that'd be great. You'd love to see it. 
G. Babinez on Slack. Henderson or Gazaniga in for Pope? Is that worth a transfer? Anyone better in for Pope makes sense after having wildcarded? Pope, what are you doing with Pope, dude? Like, how high on your... You have Cho, Pookie, Pope. How, what's the order of, of shit you Pope need is, to deal with? Pope is definitely, like, below these guys, but I definitely hate him. He's, he's, he's bad. He's bad. Like, Burnley they're just bad. just played different weird shit yeah. now. Yeah. They're just very bad and frustrating. But, I mean, I think in terms of replacements or if you're on wild card, like, obviously you're nowhere near Pope. That would be ridiculous to have Pope on wild no, card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even close. Hendo not playing game week 13, home United. He's on loan there. That's an issue as well as at Tottenham this weekend, which is not a good on paper fixture. So, you know, if, if you want to, do a rotation. I don't know, but like it's a bad timing for Hendo. I, I still like Gaza. Like I, I think that they're gonna keep some cleans. And when you look at, you know, four point five million million goalkeeper options in the game, no one is up to snuff with like you know Spurs quality, and they have good fixtures. So I, I, I like Gaza. You know, I mean, and for me, right? Like I, that is my player. I'm earmarking is like him or, or Hendo for sure. And I'm gonna probably give Pope like the next couple, but I I definitely don't want him for like much longer. He's just been so bad. Yeah, it warms my heart to hear you say that about Gaz because I'm on him and I'm already like I don't know. Yeah, no, Gaz is fine. He's fine. Davy on side. Vardy is performing at double last season's conversion rate and far higher than ever, ever previously with fewer shots per game. He's gonna regress surely, right? Thoughts. Yeah, he should. Um, he definitely should. He was fucking absolute garbo against us at Selhurst. He didn't play the whole game, and he scored a goal down to uh, def- defensive ineptitude. Yeah. But the fixtures still look good, and it's all a matter of spiking. You know, those like high conversion rates, or maybe he'll get more chances in the next six. Yeah, I think that that's will, the key. That right yeah. there is the most it'll it'll, key. it'll counter it'll counterbalance his yeah, high that's conversion the hope, rate to at least. Because he yeah. he's always been an elite finisher. He overperforms every single year. He's overperforming XG and shit. Yeah, it's just a matter of like they're not playing their like bus formation anymore. You know, he got he had zero shots versus Liverpool, zero shots versus Manchester United. Like they were really bad in those fixtures. So hopefully, as the shots go up, like he had, you know. He only had two versus Palace. Hopefully those go up and then he yeah, bounces. I mean, he's still good, right? It's like, yeah, I don't know. Don't need to talk yeah. about him really. Um, Carlisle on Slack, I guess, is in the, shopping in the same price bracket as we are with Cho. He said, who's the best 6 million to 6.5 midfielder? Graylish, McGinn, Yarmo, James, Tielemans, Barnes. I, I still like Tielemans, I think, of that group. It's just like he's playing 90. You don't have to worry about him being rotated in the good Be- games. Best team by far of all. Best these. team by far, and you know we, we've been looking at you know him versus Maddo in terms of like who's playing more forward or whatever in the last few games. But long and the short of it is that he's playing ninety, and the team has the capability of scoring four goals every game in this near term. Looking at the fixtures, and yeah. you know it's maybe it's like a little bit coveragey, but. It's also just like you feel, or to me, I feel more confident that he's going to get points than these other guys. Yeah, probably right. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, we can skip around probably. Oh, last one because you said you you told me that 
we should probably talk about this. So let's do this last question. Chucky on Slack said, is it time to drop Mount? He's possibly playing deeper now, but is there anyone better at his price or lower? Many got him in early, so sell around 6-5. Only guys I really see are Telemans, maybe Trossard, but his fixtures are abysmal. And you, you said to me on Monday or, or on Saturday, we should probably talk about Mount. Yeah, I mean, I think Mount is also like kind of being put into the same basket with like Kevin. Of just like you own untouchable. him, it's, yeah, yeah, like untouchable, like fantastic asset. He's gonna get points, like blah blah blah. And I don't really see that happening. They, you know, the fixtures are kind of mixed in the near term. I mean, Home Palace is like meh, at City's bad, and they have a little bit of a good run, but he is playing in the midfield three. And granted, he floats into the you know the the final third area. When they're in possession and they play these bad teams and whatever, but he he's kind of like Maddo in terms of all of his assist potential, or really just on like corners, corners and it's only and half freeze, the corners. Yeah, yeah. yeah like like Maddo at least has a monopoly, and you know he, both of his shots this weekend, like they were really good shots, like they were very hard, like very powerful, but you know they're right at the keeper. And, and they're, he just, they're right at the keeper and they're low percent chances. Like they're yeah, bad and, XG shots. Yeah. Like he does have, like he had that like extra time goal maybe like a month ago where he was just like running with the play, like the counter attack play or whatever. But like, yeah. he doesn't strike me as a player who's in a like double return. And, you know, he's really just kind of that guy who you hope to get a return off of and then maybe get like one or two baps. And, you know, for his price, you know, we got him in at six mil or whatever, and that's fine. But I think he is definitely someone you could look at. Like, I don't think when Chelsea, you know, they're going to have like 12 games in the next month. Like, he's not just like amazing. Like, I think he's fine, but he's not just like a fantastic pick. Like, playing so far forward, like, you know he's just not doing that, and he probably yeah. won't be doing that. I I just his, think he's his another numbers one. Numbers and eye tests in the last three have been like really bad. You know he had yeah, that match against I, yeah. Southampton that was a month ago now, and his numbers were huge, and he returned a goal, and he was great, and that was really the last time it was like he's a forward, he's in the box constantly, taking really high percent shots, etc. Like he's been bad the last three. Yeah, I mean he's been playing more reserved. Period. It's just yeah. like his shots are from outside the box and. He's really good, you know. He's a lot of quality in him. Oh yeah, yeah. But for FPL perspective, like if you're not putting yourself in position to have those tappins, which he's not in the last like month, then you know you're you're relying on like worldies or you know assist assists from corners and shit. And I think you know I think that he's not someone who, if you're talking about getting rid of him, and everyone's like, oh, like get rid of Mount, like what are you doing, like. You know, take it with a grain of salt. I think it's definitely reasonable. You know? Yeah, the problem that like I have is that I just want another Chelsea midfielder or forward so badly because they're so clearly the third best team in the league, and there's just like none. Like we just talked about Mount, Cho is not nailed. Pulisic, I mean, I don't think he's nailed. He might be nailed, but I don't think he is. Willian. Does seem to be nailed, but his numbers are pretty bad. Like he's more of like a shuttling the ball forward kind of guy, not like a final third guy. The other midfielders are all bad numbers, really deep. You know, whether it's Kova, whether it's Jorginho, whether it's Conte. So it's like, 
is it just Tammy? Like, are we really in the third best team in the league who all of their players are like under seven five? Is Tammy really the only guy? It's just I weird, think he's a, right? Yeah, I, I think he's the only like reliable guy. I still think Mount's good. You know, he's still yeah, yeah, fine. No, no, he's still fine. Know? He's still fine. He's not like a I major just, problem. Yeah, no, he's not a problem at all. Like at he's all. nailed, yeah, yeah. and you know, but yeah, I think it's just it's just again like coming back to like Raz or Kevin or whatever. It's like if you're not looking at your team and every position like in this lens, then I think you're just doing yourself a disservice. Right. Yeah. Pulisic right. actually might end up being her guy. It's just funny how it comes full circle, but yeah, I, I it still comes back to me of like he's the guy right now, but in like three games that's gonna be like Cho. Cho. Again. Yeah, it'll be Cho. Yeah. It's, that's it's the just problem. like yeah. you're one like brace from Cho against Ajax and Pulisic like having a bad like not tracking back enough on the weekend right, and then it's right, like right, right. he's out for four games. Like right. I don't want to anything to do with it. Yeah, it's a problem. All right, let's All right. go to our yeah, team. Yeah, we're going. That was the last one. Chill, dude. That was the last one. Chill, dude. Yeah, I'm trying to chill. It's hard. Okay. Captains, our teams, our transfers. What's up? So, captains, what are you looking at? I think this is probably like the most tough captain of the year. Really? So far. Yeah, I mean Liverpool and City playing each other. It's just like Vardy and then. Oh, uh, because who else? you can't cap versus Palace. Because <laughs> I'm looking at Tammy. I'm like, that's a really easy captain. But even still, I mean, you look at. I mean, how did they look? Home Newcastle, like they were really bad. It's going to be the same game. Do they have new ideas? Like I don't believe that. Yeah, I mean they were bad, but. I don't know. They scored two home Sheffield United. You know, they scored two home Brighton. Like, I don't know. You, you, I think you correctly expressed your concerns before the home Newcastle and like they might just not be able to score and then it gets tight and like the momentum goes towards the defending team and stuff. But like the thing that you also said is that like, or Chelsea just like score early and it's a fucking route. Cause I think that's possible too. I think like yeah, I mean, one I nil's was, possible. I think nil nil's possible. I think five nil's possible. Yeah, I was, I was sitting on the fence there. That was a good job, yeah. by Ben. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think five nil's possible. I, I think it's definitely like definitely think it's possible. Yeah, I, I just don't. I, I don't. I don't at all. I, I think it's like two goals, probably cap for me in this game. Wow. And I, I don't. I don't. If I was betting, I would bet the unless if it, like two and a half under, I probably would stay away. But. I think like a two-one Chelsea is is what I would imagine, and I I don't like I don't like capping Tammy at all this weekend. Well, it's, you're disqualified from having an opinion because you don't you, you're not allowed to cap for his Palace. Yeah, so, so whatever. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. Um. So then, what else are you looking at? I mean, yeah, Vardy home Arsenal is a thing. Um, I I I like Callum. Callum away Newcastle. Yeah. You I don't, don't like Chelsea home versus a bus, but you like Bournemouth away versus a bus. I don't think Newcastle are going to be bussing like they normally do. I think they're going to be maybe pushing those wing backs up for a little bit more, and I think there's going to be some space to be had. I don't think they're capable of that. I don't know. I, I think they might be. I, I just, I, there's something about that game that's just like the red herring for me in this week. 
of just a bunch of mediocrity and like fucking shithousery. And I, I don't know. There's, there's just something, there's something there for me. I can't explain it. I can't put a finger on it, but I, I like it. So weird. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know where like this Callum shit is coming from. It's, I find it so weird, especially after yeah. we both watched all of Born with Manchester United. Yeah, I don't know, like, dude. I, I just, there's just something there. I, I, I like it. I feel like Newcastle could also just go into like, this is like them going into a little lull of like complacency. Where I just think like Steve Bruce, he's like, oh, like let's be fat and eat pies and shit, and like everything's great. <laughs> and then I just feel like Edward is just like, oh, I'm gonna like button everyone's top button and like go do it, you know? Yeah, I don't do know. It, I, I, do it on Psych was ask, asking if Mane is a potentially decent captain. Yeah, I mean that's fucking stupid, but I, I just I, I like I don't know I like Callum this weekend for some for some reason I don't know. That's There's so something weird. there. I, I can't. I've just like I'm lost for words on that. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, we're, that's why we're a team and we're not the same person. It's yeah. there's a, there's just there's something there that I'm just like I like I like it. If Wood is fit, that's a real captaincy option. I'm not even fucking trolling. Yeah, but Deitch is just gonna like eat worms and tell us nothing. God damn it! Yeah, that. I mean, if you don't like. Tammy, then there's very few captains this week. I mean, I, I don't think Vardy. Vardy, Vardy, I think Vardy is just like easy, obvious, like yeah, template. Like, like everyone, I, captain I expect pull. at least one return. I'd be surprised if he didn't get at least one return. Yeah, I mean, he's so good. So, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think probably Vardy take is, a one or two two goal lead, and then Leicester come back. Like that's just written in the stars. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you don't have Callum. Yeah, I mean, I might bring him so, in. So, what are you on right now? So, it, 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 the whole thing is still hinging on Raz. Like, do I keep or not keep Raz? If, if I bin him, for your I'm transfer. I'm, you mean, yeah. What? Like for your transfer, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like if I bin him, I'm definitely going to minus four and make a triple swap and just put like three reasonable guys straight in. Right. If I if I if I decide that I want to just keep Raz, then it's still it's just Cho and Pookie, those two spots and figuring out like which combo is like less bad. Right. Yeah. So I mean that's like coming back to like Will for Tielemans or Matto or you know, Callum or whatever. So Right. That's what I I mean that's what I'm looking at. Mm. Do you do you think Lundy is or Pointstram is just an auto start this week? Yeah, because I, yeah, because I, I still feel like that he should be rotated in like bad away games. Is that just dumb? So. He has yeah, enough attack. Yeah, okay, okay. It's just like the scoring threat, the clean potential. I, I still just they don't have Son. Like, who knows about Kane? Illness merchant. Like, I'm just like, nah. They could clean. He could get a. He could get a return. Like, yeah, I think it's auto. Yeah. Okay. It's fair. Um, what are so you that's, looking at? That's your moves, I guess. I mean, so yeah, I mean, I have a lot of money in the bank. I have one point nine in the bank. Um, I'm like not really kidding, even though it sounds insane. Where I'm like, I could, I could start Hayden over Pookie or Cho, and like not feel that bad. Home Bournemouth. He's like Sorry, actually creating. Cho. He's like creating chances this year. Yeah, it's not. Crazy, yeah. um, but then I don't really want to start Loten home West Ham, so I can't really hide both. 
So I kind of just need to probably pick one and just do like a straight swap and start that guy, whoever I get in. I think loading home West Ham seems fine. You think so? Yeah, I do. They're just so bad, Burnley. So maybe, I mean, mean, if that's fine, I could just hide both, which honestly might be the smarter move because if I'm going to make like a drastic triple or even quadruple move to like get rid of both of them and swap them out for two other guys with all my money in the bank and stuff, I want to freeze. Um, and it's a weird week anyway with Liverpool city. You know, I don't, I've been looking at like Trent Robbo. I don't have either, but I wouldn't really want to bring either in this week anyway. So I honestly might just save. Yeah. I don't hate that. Yeah, I mean it's like Hayden yeah. Loden, I don't know. They could wanna they could do something. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Big red arrow, whatever. I'm not scared of red arrows anymore. Yeah, it's, we embrace them here. I eat them for fucking deal. breakfast, lunch, and dinner, baby. Yeah. Mm. Okay. <sighs> Wait, we need yeah, more Callum. time. Like big big Friday night yeah. life pod coming up. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm feeling Callum right now. That's so insane. I love it. Yeah. I don't know. I just like don't I, I just like straight up don't get it at all. And I love that about you. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't owned him all year. And it's just do you remember last year when I did this exact same thing and he came in with like twelve captain? Yeah, you capped him in like a weird yeah. week. Yeah, I brought him I brought him straight in and capped him and he just fucking I flew that week. No. He's I think been, it was home. I think it was home Newcastle for that. No honestly. way. I think it might have been. I need. A, I need to look back. I need. To we look need back. to look back in lineup lambs. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, let me slap some asses. We got a bunch of new signups. We got Brad Denton, Carson Shar, Martin Tackle, Tackle, Thomas Clements, Tom Arsenal Carter, Joe Van D, Simon Harper, John Dana Miller, Ray, and Tyrone De Reuters. Rotea. Good job by you. Slap that fucking ass, baby. <laughs> um Okay, yeah, we, we got through it pretty quick, you know. We're we're doing okay. So yeah, here we are. Any last words? Should we get out of here? Oh man, I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel don't know. like I'm uh, I I honestly feel at ease a little bit when we have because of Friday My Life Pod. Like, we're leaving a lot of, like, stones unturned right now. I feel like both of us very, like, non-committal on our moves, like, non-committal on our captains, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah. like, we have the one other more pod thi- to, like, yeah. make up for it. The other thing, too, I was looking at is, like, if I do bin Raz, is just triple lesser attack and get Tielemans, Maddo, and Vardy. Wow, that's really extreme. But I'm feel like that's where I'm at. You know, I don't feel like they're actually that good at attacking. Still, they might not be. Like they know. were really bad attacking. The only thing, I, the, the thing I, the thing I do know is that two weeks ago I was 80k and I dropped 100k over the last two weeks for one million percent reason of owning zero lesser players. If yeah, Vardy's good. That's the literal only reason why I dropped yeah, 100k over the last two weeks yeah. is because I've had zero lesser players. It, it, it so, actually tilts me that you don't have Soy. Yeah, tilt. I mean, we both started with him. I mean, I need to tilt my tilt my tilt tilt off. <laughs> but I could no go fish. into just zero to three. Like, hey guys, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No problem. Nothing to see here. I'm all in on Lester. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know, that's, man. That's Friday. That's Friday, my life. That's Friday. Oh, wait, is there? There's a Friday match this week. Fuck. That's Thursday, my, Thursday, my life. Okay, we're Thursday, Friday. Thursday, my life thing. Yeah. Okay. Norwich, Watford, barn burner, six-point relegation fodder Friday match. Ugh. Ugh. And then we got a lot of Champions League to sort. Okay. Yeah, we got. A, there's a lot more action this week to be had. Yeah, check us out. Check us out at FMLfield.com. Follow on Twitter at FMLfield. Sports at slash FMLfield. Subscribe, rate, and review. Cheers.